Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is Witnessing to Older Folks. Let's pray. Father, we come so thankful. You're such a loving, merciful God. Teach us, Father, through your word and your Holy Spirit, Father. Show us your ways, Father. We desire to be more like you, and we come hungry today to receive you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, folks are going to talk today about this topic, Witnessing to Older Folks. Today I came across a gentleman in a parking lot, I believe probably in his early 60s, and had a very good conversation about Jesus. It sounded like he hadn't been to church in years and years, but he was very open to hearing my testimony and how I gave my life to Jesus in my early 30s. He was happy to take my track, and I felt confident that he would read it later on. One thing I shared with him was how I prayed often, Lord, please put people in my path today that I can be a blessing to, spiritually, physically, or financially. And I choose to let God's love shine through in my life, in my thoughts, words, and actions. And God frequently puts people in my path. And I believe that he was one of those. You think about the probability of me running into this man when I'd been in two counties that day, with a total population of over 200,000 people. And God put this man in my path in a parking lot I wasn't previously planning on stopping at. Can you imagine how many people God has put in our individual pathways in our lives to talk to? In my case, over 18,500 days since I've been over 10 years old. Wow, I wonder how many people I miss talking to because of the noise of life, the busyness of life, thinking about what I was doing and focused on that, and sometimes not the still small voice of God that nudged me into stopping today at that place on the way home from work. Well, let's start today in 1 Kings 19, verses 11 through 13 in the Amplified Bible. So he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord was passing by, and a great and powerful wind was tearing out the mountains and breaking the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Folks, wouldn't it be nice if God spoke to us in a great powerful wind? It would be hard for our flesh to miss, wouldn't it? 12. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle blowing. My friends, if God spoke to us in fire, that would be easy for our flesh to follow. But God typically speaks to us like a gentle blowing inside. It's soft and loving like God. 13. When Elijah heard the sound, he wrapped his face in his mantle or cloak and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. And behold, a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? Folks, notice the key after hearing God's gentle voice or prompting. Elijah heard the sound, God's voice, and came to it. He desired to hear from God. That is the way it is still today. God won't follow us around and yell at us until we listen. He'll keep softly trying to get our attention. 1 Kings 19.12 in the Amplified Classic And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, 
a sound of gentle stillness and a still, small voice. My friends, this is how God's voice inside feels to me. It's a gentle, still, small, loving voice. 1 Kings 19.12 in the Christian Standard Bible. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a voice, a small whisper. Folks, I like this description of God's voice to us also. It's a soft whisper that I believe often prompts you and I to share Jesus with someone. Now, 1 Kings 19.12 in the easy-to-read Bible. After the earthquake, there was a fire, but that fire was not the Lord. After the fire, there was a quiet, gentle voice. My friends, this is another great description of God's voice. It is a quiet, gentle voice. Notice it is quiet. If we have too much of the noise of life going on, we won't even hear it. So back to today, driving down the highway, I felt this prompting to pull into this parking lot. After all, I kind of needed a board for a household project anyway. So I did. I pulled into that parking lot. One thing that might help someone out there today is that oftentimes God's voice is just like that verse above, a still small voice inside of me. But more often than that, it is just a prompting. It is like a special quiet urging of God to do this or that. The more we respond to those godly promptings, the more promptings we'll get and the cycle continues. By the way, those promptings are always in line with the Word of God. Otherwise, they are not from God. When the devil speaks to a Christian, we hear that voice or prompting on the outside, not on the inside. And the devil's promptings ultimately will steal, kill, and destroy. God's promptings give blessings in life. So this man in the parking lot, again, I would say he was in his 60s. And I thought I'd talk briefly tonight about witnessing to older adults. What would older mean? It depends on how old you are. Remember in early grade school, our 30-year-old teachers seemed old, didn't they? But they were really like spring chickens. But seriously, at my stage of life, I would say older folks may be 40-plus or 50-plus and certainly 60-plus. So what are the positives and negatives of witnessing to an older person about Jesus? Well, for one, they typically experienced a lot of ups and downs in life, and that can make them more open or closed depending on what they've experienced in their life. But the biggest positive to witnessing to an older person is that we realize that our life has gone by so fast and the end is not as far off as it was when we were in high school. James 4.14 in the Amplified Bible says, Yet you do not know the least thing about what may happen in your life tomorrow. What is secure in your life? You are merely a vapor, like a puff of smoke or a wisp of steam from a cooking pot that is visible for a little while and then vanishes into thin air. Folks, when I talk to an older adult, they are likely to be thinking, my life has gone so fast. It has been like a vapor or a puff of smoke. And when you think about that, you can't help but think, where am I going to end up when I die? What happens at the end of this race? Of course, God wants to reach every person ever born with the gift of Jesus. So when an older person receives Jesus, they have so many people they know that they can talk to about Jesus 
family and friends that were developed across a lifetime. And those friends and family will see a huge change in an older person who has come to Jesus. I know my good friend Sam won't mind me sharing how after he received Jesus in his 60s, his whole life drastically changed. And he was a very nice man before that, and honest and hardworking. One of those people that we would justify was good to go for heaven. But he'd be the first one to admit that he wasn't. He found out that the Bible was true and that we must be born again to enter heaven, John chapter 3, and that he wasn't. One of the things that Sam would tell you after he got born again in his 60s is that his vocabulary changed. He cussed like a sailor before Jesus, and after that, he quit doing that. We should witness to every adult without concern over age, but there are some special blessings in reaching an older person with Jesus. And one common thing you would probably hear from most of them is they wish that they would have received Jesus many years earlier in their lives. But praise God they did it, even though it was later in their life. Let's pray. Father, we're so thankful. No matter what age people are, you're drawing them to you, to your son, Jesus. Father, thank you that you work with us and confirm your word through signs following. And we choose to be obedient. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Well, folks, you can contact us at celebratejesusministry at gmail.com or by phone at 812-449-8147. We love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.